0: Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. Matthew Grable, CEO of Employee Relations Solutions. Matthew, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: You know, I have to say, what's unique that I have not seen any other employment attorney do is featuring live training. And you have that front and center on your website, live training. How has that worked for you in your practice?
1: It's been fantastic. Thanks for asking. Most trainings that are done For employment law, discrimination, harassment, and retaliation are done either on a web uh, site or uh, a defense lawyer comes in or a human resource person comes in and does the training and they're just reading off the laws. Um, I found that in my practice, I found that that was extremely ineffective in really stopping discrimination and harassment and retaliation complaints. And I realized that Maybe the best way to do it was to uh, do some live training, but from the perspective of the plaintiff's attorney, by plaintiff, that means the employee suing the companies. And that's what I've done for almost 30 years.
0: Fantastic! It's a really unique background that you're on the other side. So so you're really the perfect person to be delivering these kinds of trainings. I wanna kind of peel things back a little bit and look into the business strategy or the business idea behind doing this. If I go to most employment law, uh, websites uh, of attorneys who defend employers. It's going to be very focused on you know advice and counsel and litigation. Yours front and center is live training. So tell me about why you decided to feature that and how it's worked out for you. Well, again,
1: from the employee perspective, there was nobody doing this kind of training. And I sat in cases that I had, I sat at depositions time and time again, where CEOs, presidents, or managers uh, just made terrible errors. And it wasn't because they were a bad manager. It was because they didn't have the proper training. So for me, the live training is most important, especially coming from my perspective, because I, I make it not only entertaining, but I keep it moving. It's interactive. And people can stop me at any time, ask questions. I don't go overtime with it. But I make sure that everybody has an opportunity to ask a question if they have one. And I use real case examples from my cases um, and trial exhibits and trial videos from trials that I've done. And that really hits home. And I don't think other people do that.
0: That is really, really awesome. And you're right. A lot of people don't do that. They keep it, you know, they just strictly interpret the law. Like, here's what they say. Here's the updates, blah, 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 blah. Um, I have seen some attorneys do kind of interactive and hypotheticals, and it's always a big hit when they can do that, but so few attorneys do. So that's wonderful that you're doing that. Um, And from a business perspective, if you could just break down for our audience of attorney entrepreneurs, roughly speaking, what percentage of your business is training versus advice and counsel versus litigation?
1: Well, uh, with each year in the past 10 years, it's gone less and less litigation because I'm picking up more clients to do training. And that's really my passion at this stage of my career. I was for 30 years young and aggressive and ready to get into court and fight, fight, fight. It's not that I'm not passionate about employment law anymore. I'm extremely passionate about it. But I've changed that passion over to trying to educate people to try to minimize the risk and avoid these lawsuits in the first place rather than pursuing and fighting anymore.
0: That's really awesome. And you you can pick your metaphor for that, right? Estition time saves nine, et cetera, et cetera. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, whatever it happens to be. But coming in at at the tip of that, not only do you prevent things from a financial perspective and a course perspective, but you're actually helping people by reducing those occurrences of problems in the workplace. And that's really awesome, especially in the environment we have today. Well, that's right. Most
1: employees do not even understand their rights and responsibilities in the workplace. And when when they do the mandated training that's online, a lot of times they're at home eating dinner or playing with their kids or watching TV. And all you have to do with those is press the right answer at some point. So you could press A, B, C, then D until you get it right. And sure enough, at the end of the session, it shows that you completed it, but they've gained nothing from that. So that's the goal. I'm trying, I, I really do. I walk around the room. I don't read off of my PowerPoint presentation. I, I, I And like I said, I try to keep it entertaining in terms of letting these people know what their rights and responsibilities are in the workplace so that the number of claims and calls to human resources are reduced. And of course, there might still be merit to some claims, and you want those to get the attention of human resource manager or the executive and spend the time on those rather than every other claim that comes in where people didn't really know what the actual law was.
0: Yeah, Matthew, I really want to congratulate you to the attorney entrepreneurs that are listening as well. You've done a fantastic job of finding an entrepreneurial opportunity. Most employment attorneys are going to be litigation, advice, and counsel, and that's it. And they'll offer some training, but very few of them are able to really tap into that and say, look, I'm going to transform my practice. I'm going to feature training first and foremost in my marketing because it's what I love to do. And I believe it really helps a lot of people. Uh, And you've been able to do that. So congratulations, Matthew. Love the entrepreneurial thinking there. Um, And attorney entrepreneurs, that goes to show if you're running your firm and you're not happy with your practice, there are opportunities to change it by veering to... Alternative offerings, alternative service offerings, and this is one awesome example of it. But Matthew, you didn't stop there, and clearly you are passionate about it because you are now an Amazon best-selling author, uh, author of the Employee Lawyers Playbook: The Top Ten Mistakes Employers Make That Plaintiff Attorneys Seek to Exploit. Oh my gosh! Tell us a little bit about the inspiration of this book.
1: Again, I, you know, I, I just was tired of the same mistakes. I saw the same basic 10 mistakes over and over again. And it's important for human resource managers and executives from companies to understand employee lawyers like myself have a playbook. They know what to go after to try to increase the value of their case. Everybody knows sexual harassment when they see it or racial, or age discrimination. You don't have to tell somebody not to you know, touch somebody inappropriately, but there are little nuances within every employment relationship that an employee's lawyer will go after and try to seek to increase the value of their case. And I know that because I was one for almost 30 years. The goal now is to expose some of those plays from the employee's playbook and help these companies through the book but also hopefully through the training because I, I couldn't go through every instance in the in the book. It's a short book, but hopefully through the training, uh, which is mandatory in many states anyway. And and I I always uh, you know give away the books at the training anyway. So it's a win win if they take advantage of that.
0: Yeah, really cool. And so this is written for HR attorneys, CEOs from the plaintiff attorney's perspective of like, okay, here's the here's the secrets that we do, that you all need to prepare yourselves uh, against.
1: Yes, even even other employment lawyers that are on the defense, you see in my book, one of my uh, testimonials was from um, a, a partner at a very uh, prominent uh, defense firm. And that's that's somebody that I had a case with almost 30 years ago, and we became friends. And that's rare today, but we are still friends today. Um, but even employee employment lawyers on the defense side can benefit from this because they have a lot of clients. They might not even want to do the training, which is why they probably do a less than adequate job, you know, just to get through it. Um, and the final thing is they benefit from lawsuits being filed. Let's not forget that. So, um, you know, the goal uh, could be for human resource executives um, or other employment lawyers from the defense side.
0: So I'd like for you to share with us. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Matthew, OK? I'd like for you to share with us one of those 10 mistakes that um, that employers make.
1: Yeah, one of the most common I came across uh, in my career was uh, not applying a company policy in a uniform manner. And what I mean by that is, and it doesn't matter what the policy is, it could be a smoking policy, it could be uh, the lunch policy, any policy, if you don't apply it equally to the same person the person who was treated less favorably is going to ask why and they might seek the help of an attorney and once they call the attorney you're done as, from the employment perspective so in one case that i like to use when i'm doing my training uh two there, there was a company policy um that you were not allowed to uh, punch somebody else's time clock right time card and you were also not allowed to ask somebody to punch your time card for you right simple policy well Uh, My client uh, was running uh, a little bit late one day, and he called his friend from the parking lot and asked his friend, could you punch me in? I'm just parking my car. I'll be right up. Sure enough, the friend punches him in, they go upstairs, and they get caught. And they get written up as a suspension pending investigation. So sure enough, after the investigation, my client uh, was terminated, and the other gentleman was brought back. So my client was asking why, and that's when he called me. And when I did a little bit of research and asked him the right questions... I found that uh, in the past uh, five or six months, he had been reporting safety violations at the company, and they knew that. So that's a retaliation claim. That's a gift. That's a retaliation claim. So uh, that kind of policy, not applied in the same manner to two people that violated it, will bring out an attorney's research. That could happen with any policy um, and in any protected category. In other words, you know, it's illegal. To, to take action against somebody because of their age, race, sex, religion, disability, marital status, pregnancy, and so forth. So it could happen with any of that. It very easily could have been that my client was treated differently. And I've had these cases too with policies uh, where my client was treated differently because of their race or because they recently became disabled or they recently uh, you know had a 65th birthday, whatever
0: it is. Right, right. You, you know what I love about this book? And this is something that I love about working with attorneys is you have some amazing stories and the fact that you've taken the book and packed it full of stories and real case examples, just like this one, I'm sure makes it a really entertaining read, uh, not only for your clients, but uh, really for, for anyone who's interested in this kind of topic. And Matthew writing a book is not easy, as you know, having gone through this process and writing it is just kind of the first step. There's a whole publicity thing and all of that. And having, also written a book. I understand, you know, how much is involved. Love for you to share with attorney entrepreneurs. There a lot of them thinking, uh, think about, oh, I should write a book because it's really going to help me build my law firm and help me build my practice. I'll become known as an expert. Um, but they don't oftentimes uh, know really what's involved, and so just kind of share with us, you know, um, how has it worked out for you to write the book, and what advice would you give to other attorney entrepreneurs who are thinking about doing something similar?
1: Well, especially for attorneys, because attorneys um, practicing law and especially litigators have very little time. Um, When I was heavy into litigation, I was up, you know, till midnight most nights and up early in the morning. So uh, what I would say is um, and what I did with this book, this was a, a labor of love for about a year. I did a little bit each week or each month. I tried to put aside time each week. Uh, to just write a little bit, think about which stories fit. One of my mistakes, you know, the ten most common errors. Which stories fit that best, and and narrow it down. I mean, you, the book is not that long. You can see I'm I've narrowed it down to some of the best stories, uh, best cases that I had over the years. Um, I, I must have been involved in over a thousand cases over the years, and this is this is narrowed down. So I would tell people put some time aside if you really want to do it. Um, even if it's 20 minutes a week and at least make progress each time you put that time aside. And for me, I did that. And after a, a you know, a year I had a manuscript put together that my publisher was able to uh, go through and edit and work with me through the edits. And um, it, it can be worth it. it. It is a fulfilling, very fulfilling, uh, you know, feeling when you're finally done. And even while you, when you, when you're doing it, even when you put in those 20 minutes, it makes you feel good that you're doing something for yourself as opposed to a client or your firm
0: love that and there is definitely a feeling of accomplishment isn't there when you've when you're done with it and you've created this thing that's now i mean it's on amazon um but it's going to be there for a very long time and you did that that's so cool
1: it it is a good feeling and i was i was shocked when it became a bestseller because i had no idea what was going to happen with it um, you know, once you put it on Amazon, I mean, and I, I, of course I told all my friends about it, but, um, even all my friends aren't going to make it a bestseller, but evidently it took off and I'm thrilled about it because the more people learn about these mistakes, my, my inner goal, which was to help people learn so that they can minimize the risk in their companies and spend more time producing and, and doing well with each other. Um, that's being met. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that.
0: I know the book came out relatively recently, but have you seen any impact that the book's been having on your law firm and your practice, whether it's large or small or, you know, any kind of impact at all?
1: Not on the law firm, because I, I really only have um, a handful of, of litigation cases at any one time, and I'm I'm hoping to get to the point where I have zero. Um, uh, but I have gotten many calls already just in the week um, that it's been out or 10 days that it's been out um, for training. And I'm thrilled about that. People asking me about coming to do live training and would I do it virtually and everything. It's just great to see the interest is there for training, because that is really where uh, the message gets across with the live training.
0: Well, that sounds like a resounding success. Congratulations on that, Matthew. That's fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate Um, that. Thanks. Yeah. And and, uh, just out of curiosity, I didn't realize that uh, the training was separate from the law firm. So tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, my training is solely with the company Employee Relations Solutions. Um, the law firm is the law office of Matthew Grable. Um, and again, um, you know, I've I've been practicing law with various firms for several years. I've been on my own since two thousand one, um, but uh, it's it's been a again. It's the employment arena is what I've loved. That's all the kind of law I've ever practiced. I've never done a real estate closing or any other type of law. Um, it's what I've loved, and I still will take a few cases here or there. Uh, but I'm very um, reluctant to get too involved in litigation because the employee relations solutions and the training part of of my uh, career right now is where I'm focusing.
0: Awesome, and Matthew, what are you excited about over the next year or so?
1: I'm excited to get to the point where number one, I, I can close the litigation and just do training and travel this country and, and help uh, other companies. And number two, I would like to see the number of claims ultimately filed with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to go down. For several years, you'll see the numbers going up every year. And I know because I've, I train on that and talk about the number of claims that are filed. I'd like to see that number start to go down. I, I really do believe that with the right education, the right training uh, and ma- you know, managers can learn from these mistakes and maybe the number of filings can go down.
0: Fantastic. Um, I hope so. I really do. Um, Matthew, if someone wants to contact you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: It would be by email, um, or I can give the phone number also. My email is mgrable at employeerelationssolutions.com. And the phone number I keep my phone all the time is 201-282-7861. Either way.
0: Awesome. Matthew, thank you so much for being on the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast today.
1: Well, I really appreciate the time. Thank you. And best of luck to you.
0: Thank you, everyone. That is Matthew Grable, uh, author of the Employee Lawyers Playbook, The Top 10 Mistakes Employers Make That plaintiffs, Plaintiff Attorneys Seek to Exploit. Check it out on Amazon. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.